We Bidens think of the Delaware Democratic Party. It sounds corny, but we think of a lot of you folks who've been with me for so long as family. You've been with me every moment of my adult life. Joseph R. Biden Jr. He spent 37 years as Delaware's United States Senator and served eight years as Vice President of the United States. But that's not what attracts people to him whenever he's home and traveling around town. Biden, with his infectious smile, is a personable man who will always stop what he's doing just to say hello. Great to see you. Great to see you. Hey, tell the general I said hello, will you? By the way, he was so good to my boat. Thank you. See you, guys. In Delaware, we all have our own personal Biden story. Vice President Biden has made a great impact on the lives of many residents, including several prominent Delawareans. To name a few, Representative Krista Griffith, House Speaker Pete Schwarzkopf, Majority Leader Valerie Longhurst, and Dr. Tony Allen. They all shared personal stories about Biden, giving those who don't know him a closer look at his character. From the Delaware House Democratic Caucus, you're listening to Whip Count. I'd like to welcome our very first guest, Representative Krista Griffith, to Whip Count. I understand you represent District 12, which includes Greenville, Holcaston, and parts of North Wilmington. One would assume you would have really good stories to share with us about Vice President Joe Biden since he's one of your constituents. And that's exciting. It's so exciting. I'll have to tell you. So the 12th Representative District is amazing. It, we're so lucky to have, A, such wonderful constituents, but B, C, D, and E, like we have wonderful museums, houses of worship, restaurants, stores, etc. But, you know, I honestly think the coolest aspect of, of the 12th District is that it is home to Vice President and Dr. Jill Biden. And it's such an honor serving as their state representative. It brings a lot of pride and joy to our district, you know. So I have a lot of stories myself about meeting Vice President Biden, but you know what's, what's really telling and what's really amazing is no matter where I go, no matter who I talk to in this district, everybody else has their own personal and wonderful stories. Yes. So, you know. Now I understand that you'll be on the same ticket come November with Joe Biden. That's so cool. Yes, I will. So Joe Biden is going to be at the very top of the ballot. Makes sense. And I will be at the very bottom. I will probably be as down ballot as it gets. And that's okay by me. I'm just thrilled to be on the same ballot so that when voters go to the polls to cast their vote, when they go select who they want for the next president of the United States in this district, they also will be voting for me and or, you know, they'll consider me as their state representative. And I, I'm just that's just so thrilling. And it's quite something because I'm I clearly remember two years ago when I first ran for office. And I remember that first election day, how nervous I was and how, you know, it's, it's somewhat scary. You know, you're running for office. You don't know what the outcome's going to be. I was running against a 24-year incumbent, and, you know, we, were, we fought hard for to win the 
to win the race. But again, it was election day. We didn't know it was going to happen. And we were out greeting voters at AI DuPont High School, which is in the 12th district. And up walked Joe Biden because he was going to vote. It was important for him to vote that day. And so he stopped. He saw me. He stopped. He greeted me warmly, encouraged me, told me that, you know, how great he thought our campaign was doing and how proud he was. And he took a lot of time to say hello to my family, which meant so much to me. He said hi to my dad and my husband, my brother and sister-in-law and all, and many volunteers of the campaign. He, he spent time with us and, and told us stories about his own political experiences and the importance of keeping going. And it, it meant a lot to me that day. It just gave us such a boost of energy. It was a yes. horribly rainy day. It was like one of the worst rainy days and it was poured all day long. But he was the sunshine. I swear, it just felt like this. <laughs> Yeah, he was. He was. I have a picture of us, um, and you know, other umbrellas and everything. But it didn't matter. It was just. Uh, it was. It was really encouraging, and it was a, a nice point of that day. And so I understand that was about 2018 when you ran for office. Now that wasn't the first time you came across him. I hear. Tell us you've worked with Biden's son, Bo, when he was the attorney general and Vice President Joe Biden just walks in your office. Yeah, it was really quite something. So I had the honor of serving as a deputy attorney general under Attorney General Bo Biden for eight years for his two terms in office. And and the second term, it was the second and his second swearing in, his second inauguration. And it was January, probably 2011. And we were all working. It was the afternoon. I think we had finished our cases in court and we were in our offices. I was at my office. I'll never forget it. Um, at my computer, like working on a motion and who walks by and starts to knock at my door. But I look up, it's Vice President Biden. And he says, hello, I'm just uh, popping in to say hi. Thanks so much for serving, uh, you know, uh, for, for working for Bo. I, it means a lot to me, that dedication that you and your colleagues are give to this office. And for us, that just meant so much. It was, you know, obviously I just said it was an honor working for Bo and we were thrilled to be working for him, but it was just extra special that his dad took the time to walk through a, a, our office that day and, and greet everyone and really get us uh, motivated for his second term in office. So that was exciting. And at that time, Joe Biden was serving as vice president of the United States. So he was in his first term as vice president. You can almost write a book. <laughs> you can really almost <laughs> write a book, Representative Griffith. I'm because... sure there's going to be be a book with Joe Biden stories, I imagine. Yeah. Yes, because he spoke at your graduation and you were in law school, correct? Was it your... Yes, yes, that's true. So I graduating from Suffolk University Law School in Boston, and our commencement speaker was then Senator Joe Biden. Um, that was around 2005. And, you know, I remember his words to us then as we were leaving law school to go out and practice, and he was encouraging. So I would say that, you know, various points of my career, I've had great experiences of being inspired by Joe Biden, you know, first as a law school graduate, then working as a deputy attorney general, and then in my first bid for office. So we are very lucky here in Delaware to have such leadership. It's, 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 it's really quite something to, to, to be able to have so many experiences where you're directly inspired by someone who is so prominent. Joining us now is House Speaker Pete Schwartzkopf, 
Now, during your days in law enforcement, you were around then-Senator Biden quite a bit. What stories can you pull out of the memory bank for us? Well, I've got a couple things I'd like to say about Joe. But one, you mentioned uh, that I was a state trooper, and, and that is correct, for 25 years. And uh, I was around and knew Joe, you know, through name only at that point in time. But I also knew how much of an impact he had on law enforcement by passing the Violence Against Women Act. And it changed the way that law enforcement dealt with domestic violence in our state, and it changed it for the better. We were police officers handling cases and without any direction, and basically a lot of it was just not being handled properly. And when this bill passed and everything, it, it changed the way we handled it for the better for the uh, victims of domestic violence. So, however, what I want to tell you is a story about when I first decided to run for office. In 2002, I decided I was going to run for office, and uh, I received a phone call out of the blue, and I answered the call and I said, hey, Pete, how you doing? I said, hi. He said, it's Joe. I said, Joe who? Like I was supposed to know who it was because I didn't. And I said, oh, hey, Joe, how you doing? And so he proceeded to tell me, he said, I want to help you. I heard you're running for office. I want to help you. I said, well, what do we do? And he said, I don't know. We can do a lot of different things. He said, we can walk, uh, knock on doors, you know, that type of thing. Uh, I was smart enough to realize not to knock on doors with Joe Biden because he likes to talk and we wouldn't get very many doors done. So, so with that, I, uh, at that point, I, he, we talked about possibility of you know, just sitting down, having discussions about the issues. Uh, and then he said, oh, we can stand in front of a grocery store and, and you know, say hi to people. I said, that's it. That's what I want to do. So that's what we decided to do. So we picked a date and uh, we showed up down at the uh, Long Neck intersection down by Potnets or in, in that area. And um, the we started to stand there and talk and talk to people and greet people coming in. And, and I... I knew very early on. I mean, I knew who Joe Biden was, and I had had a conversation or two with him by that point. And I knew he he had this special ability about him that whenever he was talking to you, it was like you were the only person in the room. And uh, and it very quickly, you know, when there'd be people walking all around us, and he would be talking straight to me, and, and it was like they weren't there. And so uh, he just made you makes you feel special when he talks to you, when he gets gets you close and, and talks to you and. You know, you just get the true Joe Biden at that point and, and how much of an impact he has on people. So anyway, we're standing there. He has his back to the parking lot. I have my back to the store. Now, keep in mind, I am the sitting Delaware State Police Troop Commander at Troop 7 at the time. I was allowed I was allowed to campaign um, as a trooper, not, not as a trooper, but I mean, while I was still employed by the state police uh, with the idea that if I got elected, I would have to retire because it's a it's a it causes a problem in the separation of the powers between the legislative bodies. So, and I knew that. So I uh, went down there that day and uh, we're sitting there, we were chatting and this, I looked up and I see this guy walking across the parking lot and, you know, the, the police sense kicked in and this guy was a, a kind of a dirty looking guy. He had long hair, he had tattoos all over him. He looked like he'd just been, uh, you know, a full day's work someplace outside and, and, uh, just a hard looking guy. And uh, I saw, he looked up and he saw Joe uh, with his back turned to him and he changed course and he made a direct beeline for Joe Biden. And now the cops kicking in and I'm, I'm sitting there watching this guy. Joe's talking to me. I'm looking over his shoulder, watching this guy. I'm thinking I got, I can't let him hurt Joe Biden. Uh, you know, I, I, I am, I am the police down here. So uh, this guy comes up and I'm thinking to myself, I, I've already assumed the combat stance. I'm ready to, to where I can, grab him and take him off Joe if he tries to do anything. And with that, the guy reaches up and I, I knew I had to let him touch him just to make sure. 
he touched Joe's shoulder and Joe turned around and goes, Frank, how the heck are you? And he started talking and I'm like, okay, I guess he's a friend. And he, he this guy, he turned around, he says, how's your wife? How, how's Lily doing? And I'm making these names up now because I can't even remember the names, what they were, but he knew, he knew this guy. He knew this guy's wife. He knew the kids, the, the kids' names and everything. And he turned around and he says, Frank, I want to introduce you to, to the guy that's running for office down here. He said, he'll be, be your, uh, He'll be your representative when he gets elected. And he says, he said, uh, Pete, this is Frank so-and-so. And he goes, he said, he helped me get elected in 1972. And he said, he took me all over down here in Potnets and all, all around the place in this area to help me get votes. He said, my God, Frank, I haven't seen you since 1972. How the heck are you? And I was thinking to myself, here's a man who hasn't seen a guy in 30 years at that point. And he immediately... I mean, he didn't have any notice. He didn't see this guy walking up to him. He turned his head and knew his name that fast. He not only knew his, that man's name, he knew his wife's name. He knew the kid's name. And I was sitting there thinking to myself, I can't remember names from day to day, let alone, you know, 30 years later. So, you know, it, it just taught me the the importance of, of making that, that connection and making that friendship. And, uh, you know, being able to have that ability. And I, you know, I often told Joe, I said, you know, when, when you're talking about the BS pool, I said, you know, I think I've got a little bit attached to me, but I'm in the shallow end because you can talk to anybody. And, and, uh, I, I always told him he's, he's in the deep end of the BS pool. So, but, uh, it was an interesting time. It was an interesting day. Um, you know, the, I, I got really close with Bo. He, Bo was a good friend. And when Bo passed, we took a, we made a decision to bring his casket into the Senate chambers and, and lay in state or repose. And, uh, when we, when he got there, when they brought him in, Joe came over and shook everybody's hand that was standing outside of the greeting committee. And I remember that committee and he was shaking everybody's hands. He shook the governor's hand. He shook the the general's hand, he shook the lieutenant governor's hand, he grabbed me and pulled me in close and gave me a great big hug. And I have a picture that somebody took from an upstairs window and he pulls me in close and he whispers in my ear, he goes, thank you for saying good things about my boy. And so I, you know, I was, I had the privilege and the honor of speaking at his service that day in the Senate chambers. And uh, that's something I'll never forget, but I, I will always remember the, the uh, the gratitude of the Biden family for that move to allow to allow him to come in there. But Joe has meant a lot to a lot of people. I mean, he's, he's meant a lot to me. He still means a lot to me. Um, I've had a lot of interaction with him uh, since Bo died and everything. And he, he once told me, he said, I knew you guys were friends, but I didn't know how close you were until this. And he just has that effect on everybody. I, I, I venture to say you can talk to almost everybody in Newcastle County that has a story or two of their own about Joe. I mean, he's just that, he's just that kind of guy. And I said, you know, the bottom line is I'm really glad that he has this opportunity. Maybe it wasn't the right time before when he ran for office, but this is the right time. This is the right time. The country needs Joe Biden right now. The country needs a Joe Biden hug. And uh, I can tell you, that I'm fully confident in his abilities to take this country and turn us back around and get us back to where we were. I, I just think it's imperative. It's one of the most important elections that we ever, you know, in politics, we always tell everybody that's the most important election. 
but this is definitely the most important election in our history, other than the very first one, which I don't even think was an election. It was an appointment pretty much. So, but yeah, that's, uh, that's Joe Biden. That's who he is. Sounds like you've learned a lot from watching the vice president during his days as the senator. Now, are you telling me you're great at remembering faces now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still not as good as he is. No, <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, but I, you know, I, I just, I, you know, he taught me, and I think I have that ability. But he, he taught me how important it is that when, and I, and I used to tell my p- police, uh, the guys I worked with and worked under me and for me and that I worked with, and and I used to tell them all the time, you know, we go to all these cases and we see things, and and we're kind of immune to some of it, but but when it happens to somebody, it's the most important thing that happened to them that day, maybe that week, maybe that month, or maybe even their lifetime. And you have to treat them as such. And, and I've always thought of this is, is that as a police officer meeting somebody and handling some, whatever their issue is or whatever the problem is, you should leave them with the feeling that Joe Biden always left me with. And that was that you're the most important person to that person at that moment, at that time. Lots of good stories coming in. This time, we're talking to Majority Leader Valerie Longhurst. I believe you have a feel-good story to share with all of us, one that stands out in your mind as if it happened yesterday. What stands out to me about Joe Biden was when I first ran for public office. And at that time, Vice President Biden was the senator for the state of Delaware. He agreed to do a photo shoot with me so that I could use it on campaign literature. It was the first time I had actually met him. And when I was running for office, my girlfriend was a photographer and I needed photos. So she had agreed to do the photo shoot with us. So I met with um, Senator Biden at the time at a neighborhood. And my girlfriend called me and said, Val, I have a problem. And I'm like, what? And she said, I have to bring my 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 one-year-old to the photo shoot and I'm like that's fine just go ahead and bring him right I know Carson and I know her and I'm like he'll be fine so she gets to the photo shoot and we're taking all sorts of pictures and Biden's smiling of course I'm nervous she's nervous because we're meeting the senator of the state of Delaware and he was just the nicest kindest person but in between the shoots Carson decides that he's not happy and he starts crying and and doing what little children do. And she's like mortified trying to take care of him. And she's, you know, taking pictures of me and she took some single shots of me. And then all of a sudden Carson stopped crying. We turned around and that then Senator Biden had picked up Carson, held him in his arms and was playing with him. And he went from like tears rolling down his face to being happy. They were looking at cars. He's like, mom, don't worry about it. You keep doing what you have to do. I got him. I've got Carson. And he held and played with Carson for about 20 minutes to let Laura take the pictures and me take the pictures. And Carson was all settled down. And after about 20 minutes, he put Carson down. He said, all right, let's go, mom. Let's get some pictures. And everything and everything just went beautifully, but that just shows you the kindness, the unconditional type of empathy that he has. And it, it was it was a moment that, you know, I knew that Joe Biden was going to be my guy forever because he just made things so easy. And, you know, my girlfriend, he be, she's 
I'll vote for him the rest of my life, she said. But it was a it was a moment that was really humbling to see that, you know, we do have politicians and we go different directions. But when somebody has a kind heart in their soul, they have a kind heart in their soul. And that's what he has. The idea of Biden taking baby Carson to comfort him is something to really remember. Well, I know his mom does quite frequent. That's one of her proudest moments and that she got to experience that. And she was just overwhelmed by Senator Biden, Vice President Biden at the time. And forever, we we have those conversations about him all the time. And we share those stories with a lot of our friends about how he just picked up that child and just, you know, held him in his arms like it was his own kid and enjoyed it. And the little boy was laughing and giggling. They were counting cars. It was just, it was a nice moment. It was a very nice moment. A true human being is the best. Any other stories you'd like to share? Well, I mean, during that campaign season, I got to spend some time with him. And we stood outside of a grocery store. And again, he amazed me with the amount of people that he knew and the one-on-one relationships that he had. Every person that would walk up to the store, they were like, hey, Joe. Nobody called him Senator Biden. They just called him Joe. And, you know, he, Joe Biden would just sit there and talk to these people. He knew who their dogs were. He knew that their wife was sick or their grandmother. He knew every story about every individual. And is, is, is somebody just getting in the political arena is how important it is to get to know people and have a connection with people. And he is able to do that. And he has a history in Delaware that people have stories. He knows their stories. He asks them about their stories. And he's not looking to the next person. He's looking in their eyes and he's hearing them. He's feeling them. And there's a connection that he has with people that is just unbelievable in the state of Delaware. And I hope that, you know, in my career that I'm able to do what he has done And, you know, he is definitely a true human being that really cares about people. And that's unique. That's unique. I jokingly asked House Speaker Pete Schwartzkopf if he's better at recognizing people since being around Vice President Biden. And I'll ask you the same thing. Are you studying faces now when you're out and about? Oh, I I tell you, that was probably the best learning experience that I had as a politician is that, you know, when people come up to you, they're coming up to you and they want you and your attention. And it's important as a politician that you know the history of that person, you know what that person is about, you feel what they feel and that you can help them and that you do care. And yes, I mean, that was a great learning experience for me. He just brought home is that, you know, there are good people in this world and we as politicians have to be the best that we can because we're serving the people of our state or our district or our country. And you have to feel them because that's what you're there is to fight for them. But you have to know their story so you know what you're fighting for. And, you know, he, he definitely led me in the direction of being a good legislator and a good person in my district because of that moment. A few people mentioned that this is the vice president's time to run, time to be the president of the United States. What are your thoughts? Because we know Biden put his name in a hat a few times. It is, it is his time, and, uh, and I think that this is his time because our country is so divided, 
And he doesn't care whether you're a Democrat, a Republican, an independent, a libertarian. He's going to fight for everybody. And what I saw is that when people come up to him, he doesn't say, are you a Republican? Are you a Democrat? No, we have more in common than we don't. And he's somebody that could bring humanity back to the White House and back to our country that, you know, we all have the same issues going on in our lives. And it doesn't matter what your party affiliation is. It's about who you are as a person and as the soul of this country. And that is what he brings at this time is what we need. Three years ago, Biden made an emotional speech at the Chase Center after leaving office, after leaving Washington, D.C., and it was moving. Were you there? Yeah, yeah, I remember that, yeah. It, it, it is because, you know, you always have to remember where you came from, okay, and the people that brought you to the dance, and Delaware brought him to the dance. We were good to him, he's good to us, and... He has deep roots in Delaware, and we're proud of Vice President Biden, and that's why we're all behind him, because we know that deep down he is a good person who can bring people together and does care about people, and that's what our country is about, is about caring about everybody, not a party affiliation, and it doesn't, stand, it doesn't matter where you stand, but it's who we all are. We all need help and we all need to be working together. And that's what makes America great. And he is the soul of our country and the soul of Delaware. And he always will be. Dr. Tony Allen, president of Delaware State University, joins us now on Whip Count. Is it safe to say you know Vice President Biden well? You worked for him in 1997 for several years as his speechwriter. Yes, I consider him and his family, my family. It's been a close relationship that I'm quite proud of. What memories or stories can you share with us as we dedicate this podcast to all things Biden? (laughs) I like that. You know, there are lots of memorable stories, uh, but probably the two most notable were when then-Senator Biden asked me to help his friend, uh, Jim Gilliam Sr., start the Urban League. So while I was there for about a year, I really spent my time on the senator's behalf, really working uh, with Jim Gilliam Sr. uh, to help him start what I believe now is the most important civil rights group uh, in Delaware uh, for people of color. Had it not been for Senator Biden's uh, graciousness and uh, real empathic nature around people of color. I'm not sure that uh, the Urban League uh, would have started with the same level of energy. And I know that uh, his relationship with Jim, both junior and senior, meant meant the world to him. So when he gave me that assignment, it really actually changed uh, my life because later on, I actually uh, was the founding president of the Urban League under uh, Jim Senior's leadership. So that's the first one. And then uh, the second one uh, relates to that. So while I was assisting, really as Senator Biden's special assistant, uh, Jim got the idea to want to hire me. And then Senator Biden wanted me to run his state office. So think about it this way. You know, I'm 29, 30. Uh, and I know how important uh, he was as a U.S. senator. So he brought me to his house twice 
we spent probably four hours in total um, talking about uh, my options. And it was interesting at the end, he was the one that consulted me and said, you should go start the Urban League. Which I thought was pretty profound. Uh, one, because I didn't know how to tell someone of his stature and import, somebody I've admired for such a long time, no. Uh, and two, he knew what he was doing. You know, After having talked with me, really understanding my aspirations, knowing what Jim wanted to do, uh, he took it upon himself to say, this is where you need to be. And that was a defining moment for me. I don't think without that moment that I'm even here at Delaware State now. It sounds like the vice president invested in you at a very young age. Is that why you feel so compelled to do the same for others today? You know, when I think about it, when he hired me in 1997, I was a young father, recently back from grad school, trying to go ahead to get my doctoral degree, uh, but trying to balance this notion of going to school and providing for my family. And uh, him opening that door uh, really opened my eyes. And when I look up on it now, and particularly when he started as a U.S. senator, that he effectively, after a tragedy, became a young father and had to deal uh, with all those nuances of being a senator and providing for his family. While it's not the same, uh, it is quite inspiring uh, that he gave me an opportunity, having probably had some similar experiences. So it really is uh, special in that way. And since that time, as I've said many times, I've really gotten to know the entire Biden family. was very close uh, with Bo Biden, um, certainly still in close with Hunter and Ashley. So I just think of those people as uh, salty earth, good people uh, with authentic lives, uh, who understand uh, the American people in a much different way uh, than many people. Any funny stories you like to share? Any funny stories? Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, there's probably a ton of funny stories. I mean, he... <laughs> I remember, you know, I was, I was this quote-unquote speechwriter uh, as one of my assignments, and I remember I thought I wrote a great speech and uh, was very excited to give it to him, I don't even know where we were going, but rode in the car uh, while he began to sort of review it. And they were on these index, these really big index cards he liked to use. And I remember he read them, made a lot of notes on each of them as to how he might ad lib, et cetera. And then when we got to the event, he got on the stage, handed the speech to me, and then said whatever he was going to say. And it went and won. It was a great speech. And I remember uh, other people saying, uh, you know, that was a really terrific speech, Tony. Good job. Good job. And, and I took full credit. <laughs> so <laughs> so that, that was a lot of the experience, sort of really understanding how great an orator uh, he is and uh, just being, being able to be in the room and be connected in that way uh, always was amusing to me. But I, I, I learned a lot, but I laughed a lot. From the Democratic Party state leadership, we have Sean Finnegan, who's also the chief of staff for the Delaware House Democratic Caucus. Sean, your titles alone make me feel like you have something inspiring to share. Tell us about the first time you met Vice President Biden. 
I, I may have met him before this time, but I remember distinctly in eighth grade, my class at uh, St. Edmunds went to Washington, D.C. for an overnight trip, and they took us over to the Senate. And I remember we sat outside for some reason. I'm not really sure why they had us sit outside of the Senate office buildings on the steps. And Senator Biden came out at the time and, and spent, I think, probably two hours talking to a bunch of eighth grade boys about what was going on in Washington and, and what was happening. And I remember after that, they, the Senate office sent everyone, we did a group photo and the Senate office sent a picture back to this, everyone in the class. And they was all signed by, you know, to Sean from Joe Biden and everything like that. Many, many, many years later, fast forward uh, to two years ago and at Christmas time, my, my mom gave me a gift and I opened it and it was this picture that we had found or my, that she had found cleaning out my bedroom, my childhood bedroom. And she had gotten it framed for me and my parents have a love of politics and that's where I got my love of politics probably from them. And so I, I now have that picture in my office in Dover which is always strikes up a good conversation when, when people stop by my office to uh, chat and they look around and they see that picture there. And you can look in the back of that picture somewhere and see Sean Finnegan in eighth grade from his class trip to Washington, D.C. And I, I think about that now a lot and think how many, you know, kids my age or people my age now that had met Senator Biden at the time or, and gotten that picture sent to them in the mail and have that maybe hanging up in their house or in their office, or maybe it's stowed away in a drawer somewhere or something like that. And so it certainly made an impression on me and uh, I, something I'll never forget, probably. And I don't think many of my classmates at the time will forget it either. Yes, especially now that he's running for president of the United States. What a nice trinket, a picture you can certainly show off to friends and family. Any other stories you'd like to share since you're a part of state leadership, the Delaware Democratic Party? You know, I've, I've been fortunate to meet Vice President Biden many times, you know, during my, you know, 15 years working in, in the House of Representatives or for the General Assembly. And uh, I remember with uh, Bo, I went to, I was lucky enough to go as a delegate in 2012 to the uh, National Convention, the Democratic National Convention in Charlotte. And I had I had known Bo was a very gifted, talented politician himself. And every morning at the national convention, you know, you gather with your with the delegates from Delaware in their hotel, and they hand out the credentials that day for the day, you know, that night. And and there's usually a guest speaker, and Bo happened to come speak to us that night. It was an emotional time. The Obama, President Obama, and Vice President Biden were up for re-election, and at the time was a very close race with um, Mitt Romney and Bo gave a very impassioned speech and uh, very like spontaneous, almost people in the room. Yeah. And, and very much in people in the room got up and started telling their Joe Biden stories. You know, I, I remember just feeling so energized that day after hearing Bo that morning and my going to the convention that night it was such an exciting time for me uh, being a first-time delegate and for Delaware.
Representative Stephanie T. Bolden joins us now to share more about Vice President Joe Biden. I'm sure as a Wilmingtonian, you have lots of stories to share. It seems like everyone has more than one to tell about our very dear Vice President. And your story, which is a recent one, takes us back to church. Yes, thank you. Uh, As I attended Mass this past Saturday, Uh, at my home church, which is St. Joseph's Catholic Church, located downtown Wilmington on French Street. And as I was parking, where I normally park, a police officer approached me and asked if I could move my car back farther. So I wondered why. And then he indicated to me that the vice president, former Vice President Biden, was going to be attending Mass here at St. Joseph's. So I just thought how amazing, because St. Joseph is the oldest black Catholic church in Delaware, and I do know that that the former vice president's church is St. Joseph on the Brandywine. I immediately went inside to notify our priest, uh, because our father, McVeigh, who is our normal priest, was away, and unfortunately, our visiting priest was doing a confessional for confession. So at this point, I approached uh, Deacon Bob, and we were all elated uh, to have him come to our Mass. So at the beginning of Mass, there he was, wearing his mask, as all of us were as well. And we had been prepared for social distancing, and we always have sanitizing bottles in each pew. What was amazing was the Scripture. The Scripture was from Philippians 4. 69, which talks about being honorable, true, just, pure, lovely, and gracious. And this scripture, to me, was so appropriate for the day that he selected to come to St. Joseph's. And as the two last sentences read of this scripture, it states, keep on doing what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me and the God of peace will be with you. And this is what former Vice President Joe Biden will bring to the people. How important is it to you as a legislator to have someone always interested in coming back home, someone in such a high position? Well, I think we're spoiled here in Delaware because he, as indicated, he's always around. Uh, you can be at, at a meeting and he shows up. You can be at a dinner, like the NAACP annual dinners. They don't know he's coming, and then he shows up. Uh, I had the privilege also as a teacher at Christiana High School when he came and he spoke to our students, which was amazing to me because you, if you're a high school teacher and with high school kids, Normally, if you have a guest speaker, somebody always has to get up to go to the bathroom. This was the first time in history that I have ever seen every kid stayed there the entire time to listen to him speak. And they were just very much involved in in his conversation and what he was saying. And I I thought that was just truly amazing at that time. So he's, he's always been there. We've been spoiled by seeing him. And I hope that we'll continue to see him as he becomes president. Now I'm joined by Dick Carter, who has worked for the Delaware State Senate as a staff member for many, many years. 
33 years to be exact. Tell us a memorable story you'd like to share. I actually have a couple of stories, but I will start with this. I first met Joe uh, and his first wife, Nelia, back in 1972 during his first campaign for the United States Senate. I was then working as a, a young uh, editor slash reporter for a weekly newspaper in Sussex County, which is where I'm from. And uh, in the course of covering the campaign, I, I met the Bidens and was very uh, favorably impressed by them. The thing that really stands out in my memory about Joe Biden and always will took place in 1983. My family suffered the tragic loss of our 13-year-old, my stepson. And in the days that followed his death, we got this beautiful handwritten note card from Joe Biden, whom I didn't really know all that well, uh, expressing his condolences and talking in, in his note about his own loss of his first wife and his baby daughter. And I remember thinking at that time, I don't care what this guy runs for for the rest of his life. He's got my vote. Little did I know, of course, that he was going to be running for the United States, or for the president of the United States. But so that was a pretty amazing experience. And it was an experience that had nothing whatsoever to do with politics. It had to do with a decent, decent man reaching out to help those in need. Sounds like you're saying Biden is much more than the titles that he's held. That is absolutely true. And the thing about it that's so important is that, that I was not somebody could, that could do anything for Joe Biden. I couldn't help him. Uh, he, got, he, he gained nothing politically by reaching out to my family, but he did. You know, this is amazing stuff. And, you know, you think about where we are as a nation right now, and I hate to say what we have serving, so-called serving us in the White House, and you put that up against a man like Joe Biden, who is so caring and so decent and genuine. I mean, it's it's almost like a story out of the Bible or something. I don't mean to get too too dramatic about it, but you know, it really does make you think. This is not something that, that you would normally expect a politician to do. I think his entire life has prepared him for the moment that where we are today. Home is uh, where your character is etched. It's uh, where your values are shaped and where your view of uh, the world is formed for all of us, every one of us in here. My character, my value, my view of the world, it all comes from this state and all of you. 
Whip Count is brought to you by the Delaware House Democratic Caucus. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dehousedems, on Twitter at dehousedems, on Instagram also at dehousedems. More episodes are coming, so make sure you're subscribed.